Today on the Goop Duck Podcast, Remy and Joey took a quiz from the one the only, the 5-minute professor from Real Radio 104.1. The crew will cover your theme park updates, and letting the audience know what they can expect throughout the theme parks. Later on the program, Remy will let the audience know about the name changing of the program, and let them know about rebranding the podcast. So don't go anywhere, you are now listening to the Goof Duck Podcast right here on Spotify. Enjoy. This one is for a Wednesday, Wednesday, August 5th in the year 2020. Today on the program, we have your Disney history, this day in history, your fun fact of today, your quote of today. Joey is going to take us to beer school, letting us know what is going to be on tap for today. And we'll do your birthday game. Later on the program, we'll be joined by the one and only, the five-minute professor. He's going to give us our lecture and our quiz. I really hope we're going to pass it today, so let's see what happens. Uh, after that, guys, we'll be joined by our newest sponsor. She's going to talk about her her brand, and we're going to welcome we're going to welcome her to uh, the Goof Dog family. So uh, we'll be hearing uh, hearing from her. And after that, guys, uh, we have some we have a huge message to for all of our listeners out there. Uh, Goof Dog will be rebranding, and uh, we'll get we'll get into that real soon. Uh, we do have your theme park news, and then uh, after that, Joey is going to take us home with You Got Beef with Joey. Uh, guys, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, my name is Remy, and always with me is my partner in crime, the Dry Mazant. Uh, I'm not used to recording this late in the day, but it's uh, it's a party, bro. Yeah, it's right, man. Hey, man, so, uh, so speaking about, of, of this lateness schedule, uh, yeah, guys, so now... Joey, do my schedule? My schedule had just opened up, so now we can definitely go back and record our normal hours. What happened? Well, I don't really want to get into it, you know, because I don't want to. Okay. I don't. I don't want to blast them over on the air, so I don't really want to talk no about problem. it. No problem. Let but, it go. Yeah. So, but dude, I'm still looking for. I mean, right now I am looking for, you know, a new opportunity, which I have an interview tomorrow, so I'm, I'm happy, crossing my fingers that I get it. But yeah, dude, uh, it, it's been unreal today for me, dude. I drove, I drove for six hours today on Lyft. Six hours. Busy, busy, busy. Do you want, do you want to know? Would you like to know how many miles I drove today? I'm curious. Go for it. 123 miles. Nice. That's a couple solid hours. <laughs> you got that. So I was all over, dude. Like I was all over in the. Uh, uh, the Pine Hills area. I was in Apopka for a little bit. Then I was in uh, uh, Windermere. Then, I, then somehow my last trip, I ended up at the uh, the Ticket and Transportation Center. No way. What were we doing at the TTC? Somebody actually going to the park today? Somebody actually, somebody actually went to Epcot today. That's rad. So I said, you know what? Go to Epcot. Go have a nice. Uh, go have a nice beer. And uh, if you're around the, uh, the, U- the UK pavilion, go check out an awesome piano player that we know personally. 
Yeah, we've interviewed her. She's very nice. And uh, she'll be, she will actually be back on uh, the program real soon, man. So I'm happy that uh, uh, Miss Carol Stein will be back with us. And uh, yeah, man. She's a dog. She is, man. She she really is. Uh, dude, have you heard have you heard about the uh, the explosion that happened uh, over on the coast? With bring me up to speed. What are we talking about? So something something happened at uh, uh, Baru. That's the that's the name of the uh, the place. Baru. Uh, it's over on the the European side, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, they had a massive explosion over there. Uh, people got some really? some people got injured and a lot of cars got flipped over but there's a video on YouTube where you can see this mushroom cloud and this mushroom cloud looks like a nuclear reaction just happened uh, over over in that area man and it was unreal I, I hope uh, these guys these these people over there are, are in full recovery due to this explosion uh, but yeah, man, it, it was bad. I mean, it, so what happened was people people have been talking about it over the air today on a real radio and other uh, news outlets. But they're saying that it could be could have been a terrorist attack. Some people are saying that it was a uh, uh, a firework factory that went off. Oh shoot, that's nuts, bro. Yeah. So when I saw the explosion, I was like. Yeah, something does not add up here. So when I looked at that video, I was like, "Yeah, that's not that's not good for, for those people over there," you know. But uh, yeah, man, I, it it was bad. Uh, Universal Universal Studios right now. Uh, if you haven't heard if you haven't heard this yet, but uh, they are actually adding more parts to their Velocity Coaster. What? What do you, oh yeah, they're yeah. It's getting bigger. It's getting a lot bigger. I mean, I, I mean, I I looked uh, I looked on some pictures of it, and I was like, are they adding another loop to this coaster? What is going on? It's gonna be awesome when it's done. I hope so. I mean, um, tell you what, um, we will go to beer school when we get back, but we're up against a, the first break. Let's take a quick commercial break. Yeah, guys. Well, guys, we'll take a quick commercial break, but stick around, guys. Don't go anywhere. Uh, we'll be right back right after this. Welcome back, guys, to the Goof Duck Podcast right here on Spotify. Uh, my name is Remy, and always with me is my partner in crime, the Dre Mazant. I'm back, Sam. Let's do it. All right, guys, so we're going to jump right into your Disney history. So in 1955, the 2000 Leagues Under the Sea exhibit opens in Tomorrowland at Disneyland. This exhibit. You mean twenty thousand? The twenty, yes, the twenty thousand leagues under the sea. Yes, sir. Two thousand is uh, not that far, bro. <laughs> well, the, the, the audience should know what the heck I'm talking about. So, 
But my on my mistake, yeah, guys. The audience deserves better than that. I know. So here we go, guys. So the 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea exhibit opens in Tomorrowland at Disneyland back in 1955. This exhibit features props from the 1954 film, including the actual submarine. How cool is that, man? I wasn't a fan. I get it. I appreciate it, but I wasn't a fan. In 1967. Disneyland's attraction, Adventure Through Inner Space, opens on this day in Tomorrowland. All right. At the Magic Kingdom, yeah, it was like it's a it was a dark ride. You sat in a, you sat in the Doom buggy, like sim similar to the one over at uh, the Haunted Mansion, and dude, it was just BS of a ride. Huh. I, I'm not gonna lie about that. It was just completely BS on it. Uh, in 1971, Walt Disney Productions releases the Aristocats in Australia. All right. In 19 in 1981, Walt Disney World site work begins on Horizons at the at the not open Epcot Center. Oh, oh no kidding! Yes, All right, yes, I know where that is. Yes, sir. In 1999. Produ production begins on Disney's newest animated feature film, Lilo and Stitch. The movie, were, the movie was released back in 2002. In 2010... I'm honestly, I'm not a fan of <laughs> I was never a fan. You were never, you, you were never a fan of Lilo and Stitch? Nah, man, it's not my thing. Oh, dude, come on. Lilo and Stitch was the best. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. In 2010, Via Napoli opens to the public over in oh, the yeah. Italy. We go to that place a lot. I love that. Place. Yes, over in the Italy Pavilion at Epcot. And believe it or not, guys, if you go step to the right, you'll be over in French Quarter, and you can see myself, Remy, <laughs> the little mouse. <laughs> And, and finally, and finally for your for your Disney history, in 2011, Radio Disney celebrates 15 years on the airwaves at the Hard Rock Cafe in New York City. Makes sense. They do a lot of work in New York. Yeah. In 1861, President Lincoln signs the first U.S. personal income tax into law. So you want to take? Do you want to take? You want to take a guess how much that tax was back then in 1861? You mean like percentage-wise? Yes. Maybe five? Three percent. Mm-hmm. They take. He took out three. He kept it low. That's. Yeah, he took out three percent of the income tax. So I'm like, wow, that's actually not bad. Why can't? Why can't he do that now? You know. <laughs> Gosh, yeah, now it's like 20 or something like yeah. that in your tax bracket. Yeah. In 1891, uh, the world's first Traverse Checks was issued. You want to take a guess what what, uh, check that, what Traverse Check was? What year? In 1891. Maybe a dollar? It was American. The, the, company, the company I was looking for was American Express. Oh, you said what company? I think you said what amount. No, the company. The so American so American Express Makes was sense. the very first was the very first Traverse check that was issued back in 1891. In 1966, Beatles releases single "Yellow Submarine" with Eleanor Rigby 
in the in the UK. That's a B side. Yes, sir. Nice. In nineteen in nineteen seventy four, Joan Jett forms her rock group. Dre, what's the name of her rock group? Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. Runaway. Really? Joan Jett and the Runaways. Yes, Joan... sir. In what the hell? In nineteen seventy. Who are the Blackhearts? Oh, that I am. We'll do more. We'll do more research. We'll do a little bit more research on that. Uh, in nineteen in nineteen seventy five. Yeah, right here. Yep. What does it say, man? I have it right here. Joan Jett and the Blackhearts, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Wow, that is so cool. Yeah, Jim, her band is the Black. Yeah, her band is the Blackhearts. Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. That's awesome. In 1975, Stevie Wonder signs a contract with Motown. Joe, you want to take a guess on how much he signed? Uh, how much uh, Stevie Wonder signed with Motown? Stevie Wonder signs with Motown. Uh, what was the year again? 1975. Let's say a quarter of a million dollars. He signed. He signed with Motown for 13 million dollars. Dude! Oh my gosh! Yeah, oh, we gotta do the inflation calculator on that one. Hang on. That is, oh, uh, like as of today, I'm gonna take, you know, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take a guess. So, thirteen million dollars right. back in 1975 will be equivalent to, I'm gonna say a hundred mil right now. And Joey, so what? Thirteen. It, yep. Million. Yeah, thirteen million. Is the same as sixty-two million dollars. So Stevie Wonder is expensive. <laughs> Stevie Wonder, that he had to be one of the highest-paid musicians. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In nineteen in nineteen eighty-five, the establishment of a rock and roll hall of fame was announced. Okay. So this this is where they made uh, the you know the rock and roll hall the rock and roll hall of fame you know, uh, and finally for wow. your and finally for your history, in 1998, whose line is it anyway debuts on ABC Network in America, and yes guys nice. I had and yes guys on the behalf of Goof Duck I had the privilege in uh, interviewing uh, Jonathan Manjum he was uh, one of the the one of the actors on that show and. Uh, he was—he's a local Floridian, but now he li- he lives over on over on the West Coast, doing some acting gigs over there with his family. And uh, when he comes back into town, he's gonna—he might be grab a beer with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's your fun—here's your fun fact of today. Now, Joy, you know you're gonna be like, dude, what the actual f, man? But you—you you already know this history, so. Uh, Walt Disney World begins to decorate for Christmas around November 15th. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. I don't like it, but that sounds about <laughs> right. Uh, here's, here's your quote of today. It is better to have loved and lost than never to have lost at all. And that was, and that was by uh, Samuel but- <laughs> uh, Butler. He is, he is a British poet. You said it wrong. Yeah, I did not. It's, I have it right here. It says you said it wrong. It is better. Go ahead. It is better to have loved and lost than mm-hmm. never to have lost at all. Than never to have loved at all, Remy. 
Man, that typo, son of a gun, man. This <laughs> man, I hate this computer. I hate this freaking oh, computer, man. Oh my gosh. Ugh, this computer. Of course it would be better to never have lost at all because then you didn't freaking lose anything. God, yeah. Man. All, right, <laughs> all right, where are we going next? What do we got? Well, dude, it's, uh, it's time for you, man. I need a drink, man. So what is, it is time for beer school? What is on tap for today, man? What is on tap for today? Is I decided to show some love. Of course, first off, thank our sponsor, the wonderful people at the Crooked Can Brewing and uh, Grill Works over by um, Winter Garden on Plant Street. Uh, you go to the brewery, hang out, say hi to Carl and the guys, make sure you tip, but make sure you have a McSwagger, a McStagger. I'm a big fan of the Bandoleros flavored IPAs. They have sours, they have um, ciders. If you got a palate, it, they will cleanse it for you. But what I wanted to do is I decided to show a little bit of love to my family and friends from up north, and we're headed to beautiful Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, to the Pittsburgh Brewing Company for one of my first beers on my 21st birthday. This was the second beer I had, and this is an Iron City beer from the Iron City of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. What kind of, what kind of, beer, what kind of beer is that? Iron City is a lager. This is basically Pittsburgh's Budweiser. Iron huh. City beer. Um, it is one of America's oldest breweries. It has been around since 1861. Wow. Um, oh, it's a blast. It's something cool to think about. The fact that Iron City, right in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, if you're visiting uh, um, the south side, you head down to the Strip District. You go visit the Hard Rock Cafe. I know those guys, too. Shout out to, let me see, who's the manager now? Is it still Kyle? Um, love those guys. And uh, you hop across the way to 3340 Liberty Avenue, and you're going to wander into the Pittsburgh Brewing Company where you're going to be able to have an Iron City beer. Again, as I said, Iron City is a lager. Um, it is 4.7% alcohol by volume. Not too heavy. You can hang out on that. It's sessional. Um, for what it's worth, it's a year-round thing, You can, which means not only can you get it there year-round, you can actually find it in stores around here. I know that the, um, uh, what is it, Total Wine carries these. And uh, sometimes you luck out and ABC has them seasonally, especially around football season. Because if you're a Pittsburgh Steeler fan, this is normally what you'll be drinking at your uh, pregames and your tailgates. So, uh, again, the Iron City Brewing Company, uh, it's a beer company that until August of 2009 was actually located in the Lawrenceville neighborhood of Pittsburgh. Um, they are currently, uh, let me see, we're in negotiations to move to Latrobe, Pennsylvania, which is where um, Rolling Rock uh, was actually brewed until it moved further east. So... These uh, breweries, it's good to know that um, when something leaves, something picks it up. And what I love is when you go down the thing and you look, uh, it's one of the first things it says. People who have visited Pittsburgh Brewing have also visited the Yingling Brewing Factory, um, Rolling Rock, and for some reason, Schlitz. <laughs> so, really? Big shout out to the Pittsburgh Brewing Company. And of course, thank you to our sponsors at the Crooked Can Brewing and Brew Works over at uh, Winter Garden, Florida on Plant Street. Joey, thank you so much, man. And uh, guys, it's time for Joey to see how well he knows these celebrity birthdays. Sir, are you ready to rock and roll? Let's do it. Happy birthday to Marie McCormick. Also, also she played Marsha Brady on The Brady Bunch. Oh my gosh. Such a crush on her back when I was like 10. Um, <laughs> Alright, so The Brady Bunch was like a thing. Let me think. I'm pretty sure my mom watched that when she was younger, so she's got to be even close to my mom's age. Um, 50? She is 64 years old today. Oh, dang. I was wrong. Okay. Happy birthday to uh, the New York Knicks, Patrick Ewing. How old is Patrick Ewing today? <laughs> Dude, 
Patrick Ewing rocks because now every time I see him or I hear his voice, I think of his cameo on Big Mouth. And dude, his can and his cameo um, and his cameo on uh, Space Jam. Oh, that's right. So Patrick <laughs> Ewing's been around. Um, I, we gotta put him. I don't think he's sixty. Is he sixty? You're close, man. He is fifty-eight years old today. Fifty-eight. Uh, how about this? How about this director from Guardians of the Galaxy, Mr. James Gunn? Dude, I'm so happy that they got behind James Gunn because everybody, all the actors were like, "Hey, funny story. If he's not doing this, we're quitting. Good for them." So James Gunn has history. He's been doing this for a while. He's got to be like 51. He is 64 years old today. And dude, that was it for your that is that was it for your birthday game. And guys, you don't want to go anywhere because coming up next is the one and only the five minute professor. He's gonna give us our lecture and quiz on a very special topic that I talked about with him. And uh, I really hope Joey has some knowledge about this uh, hysterical figure. And uh, I really hope he knows some. Uh, some answers with this guy. So guys, don't go anywhere. Uh, you are listening to the Goof Duck Podcast right here on Spotify. Welcome back, guys, to the Goof Duck Podcast. You guys know what time it is. It's time for... It's time to rise above the butt jokes and hemorrhoid humor. Even if only for a few fleeting moments. And actually learn something. This is the 5-Minute Professor. Greetings and salutations, Professor. And how are you doing today? I am doing spectacularly well. Thank you for asking. Uh, I am very excited about this lecture. This is, without a question... Professor, Remy didn't even tell me what it is. Well, it is about what I'm going to say right now. It's my favorite Broadway musical of all time. Oh. Are you familiar with any Broadway musical? Yeah, I was in six of them. In my local high school production. This was not a show you were in. Oh yeah? I can't wait to hear about it. You have probably have heard probably something, heard about, something it. about it. Do you have Disney you have Plus? I do have Disney Plus. Have you seen, have you seen Hamilton? Hamilton? All right, so because you and everybody else I've ever met who's ever seen that musical has told me to go see it, after today I will be able to answer yes to that. Because I'm sick of people asking me if I've seen it, and I keep saying no, and they stare at me like a monkey doing a math problem. Remy, have you seen it? I've seen it multiple times, Professor. So multiple times suggest to me that either, A, you didn't get it, and you said, everybody says it's great, I should watch it again and try and figure it out. Correct. 
or you really like it. Which one is it, Remy? I really enjoyed it a lot. All right, so here's my question, Professor, and I got to be yeah. real with you. I have to ask: Is this the the what do you call? It? Is this the phantasmic of musicals? Did two people say it was good, and now everybody else has to say it was good so they don't feel left out, or was it actually good? I will tell you that I, at the great risk of me ever having sex again, <laughs> give my actual opinion on what I think of Broadway musicals. Let's hear it. This is a 16-time Tony Award-winning musical. This is not just a couple of guys heard it and said it was good. This is not a couple of people felt guilty so they said, this show, which is a little bit different and a little bit popular, gets all the awards. Okay. There are seven songs in this show. Not just the music, but the whole number. There are seven songs in this show that I believe are better than any show I have ever seen. Good Lord. There are seven songs that if they were in another show, they would be the show stopper. Wow. Now, unfortunately, you haven't seen it, so you're not going to know what they are. But the greatest number that I have ever seen, or that Lin-Manuel Miranda's wife have ever seen, is a song called Satisfied. So the stage has a feature to it. It has two concentric rings that spin. And in this song, they use those rings to spin so they can rewind the story we have already seen. What? Mm-hmm. It is unbelievable. Oh, now I know why Disney bought him. Good lord, that sounds like something they'd get their hands on. And because you're going to see it as a movie, it's better. Okay. But I don't know what you feel about live sports. There are very few live sports which you can't actually watch better from home. Because the camera can see things you can't see from the stand. Of course. This musical is like that. It's right. like you're in the third row. That's pretty freaking awesome. And they've got some overhead shots, and it's unbelievable. So Satisfied is the greatest show in this. It's the greatest song in this show. But also fantastic, helpless, not throwing away my shot. There's a song called Ten Dual Commandments. They explain to you how a duel works because apparently it's going to be interesting and important later on. Noted. There are three duels in the show. There's Idle Wake, which is sung by essentially the villain of the show. In any other show, it is the best song in the show. I would put it fifth. My gosh. There is a number at the end of the first act. It's called Non-Stop. But it does such a great job of incorporating all the pieces of the songs from earlier in the show. That is unbelievable. And then there's an actor named David Diggs. And David Diggs is astonishingly physical in his performance. 
And there's a song called Guns and Chips where he jumps up in the air off of a table and it looks like he's 20 feet in the air. I've done some comparison with the heights of the other people around. He's probably only about six feet in the air, but he's still six feet in the air in boots. And I've watched just that one song, which is 50 seconds long, 20 times. Because it's so spectacular. I love all right. It. So having said all that, there are some shortcomings to the show. The reality is that it was purposefully cast with people of color, which it confuses the fact that every single character was actually a white person in real life. I am so glad they did it the way they did. But I think you get confused when some of the African-American characters are talking about the slaves that they own. Time compression is a part of any show. And I get that. If there's real events, you've got to compress them down because 24 was pretty exciting, but nobody ever went to the bathroom. <laughs> took longer than two hours to sink. Got it. That's right. <laughs> but the time frame in this show does a, a bit of a disservice to history. Number one. The Revolutionary War was impossibly long. The Battle of Lexington Concord and the Battle of Bunker Hill were fought in 1775. The Boston Tea Party was fought in 1773. The Boston Massacre was in 1770. The Battle of Yorktown, which was the last real major battle, was in 1781. Oh, man. We were actively fighting for six years. Huh. Number two, you know the history, right, between Burr and Hamilton? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they talked about it in that Reese's Pieces commercial. Yes, it, yes. Uh, well, it was a gut milk a commercial. commercial. That's the one. Yep. That Michael Bay directed. What? That was Michael Bay's first TV work. He directed that commercial. Good Lord. Come a long way since Transformers. Yes. Yes. What? What? All right. So, Burr and Hamilton feuded for a long time. From 1791 until 1804. Damn. In the show, it seems like they had a bad weekend in 1800. But the reality is that they were feuding in 1791, and it ended up being about the 1804 New York governor's race. Number three. Number three. Eliza, Eliza Hamilton, Hamilton and, um, and um, Alexander Hamilton, Alexander Hamilton had a crazy, had a crazy number, of number of kids. If you were to watch the show, watch you'd come show, away with the impression they had, one. they had one. They had nine. They had nine. Oh, man. And two of them named Philip. One, one after the other one died at the age of 19. Spoiler alert. His son named Philip dies when he's 19. Oof. Okay. Okay. Alexander Hamilton, however, really did almost all of the things that are referenced in the show. He was George Washington's aide-de-camp. He was friends with a real historical character named Hercules Mulligan. 
he did steal cannon from a British fort. He was friends with a guy named John Lawrence, who's a character, and the Marquis de Lafayette, who were both aides to camp for Washington. He did write the bulk of the Federalist Papers. He was the first Secretary of the Treasury, and he did die in a duel with Aaron Burr. Uh, they make a lot out of his humble beginnings in the musical. He really was born a bastard on the island of Neville. In the, in the Bahamas. So he's illegitimate. So he's illegitimate. His father is a his sea captain. Is a and his father has and a family back in Scotland. Hmm. But he also has a woman on Nevis. Because he's illegitimate, because he's illegitimate. he never he went never to school. Until he made his way to New York. After the people of his town took up a collection. And he went to King college, which college, is now, which is uh, now uh, Columbia. Columbia. And he graduated, he graduated in two years. years. After never After having never gone to school. school. He, just he just taught himself. Taught himself. We, have we have accomplished nothing, accomplished in, our nothing in our lives. <laughs> now, some, some things aren't mentioned in the musical. <clears throat> he founded, he founded the, New the New York Post. What? Huh? Yes, he founded yes, he the New York Post. How did they miss that? Well, it wasn't important. I beg to differ. It, it didn't it propel didn't the story. If they can write an entire musical about cats, they can write a damn song. <laughs> there is something called the New York Times Newport. And there's a Washington Post. Washington Post. Washington Post. But as Secretary of the Treasury, he founded the Coast Guard. George Washington's last letter, written two days before his death, was to Hamilton. About Hamilton's idea to found a military college, which eventually became West Point. He also created, in his millions of written words, words that we still use today. Alexander Hamilton was credited with creating the word with steps. And when you use repeatable, as in accounts receivable, Alexander Hamilton picked that up. Damn. Wow. So, <laughs> but they talk about this musical. He wrote almost incessantly for his life. So, because he wrote so much, you're eventually going to run out of work. So, he just made some up. That's awesome. Wow. <laughs> he, he was the Dr. Seuss of the 1700s. No kidding, man. He no, was the Dr. Seuss. He's much more of a Shakespeare made up words and expressions that we still use today. If you ever say, and I love things, it's all Greek to me. That is from Act 1, Scene 1 of Julius Caesar. I remember that from drama class. Yep. With that expression, right? Yes, sir. I, I take that. I take my drama class back in high school, and we cover pretty much all of Shakespeare in our uh, like drama one class. Except Remy just says, "Huh." <laughs> I, I'm gonna say my exposure to uh, Julius Caesar is better. I studied Julius Caesar. The only Shakespeare we did in eighth grade. No. It is the only Shakespeare we did in ninth grade. No. 
And I did it a long time on the back as a sophomore in high school. Oh, man. Wow. We had several dedicated comedian users three times in my career. I have the bulk of it committed to the network. Next time you and me hang out, Professor, I'm going to show you. I have a coin from the from um, when uh, Caesar's Palace opened up. Um, my dad was invited to go to Vegas to see it. He took us all out there as a family. I was a kid. I was probably 10 years old, 12 years old. The dealers, at the end of every shift, they had a coin that had Caesar's head on it. And they had to give it to somebody, and they always gave it to a child. I have that coin, and it is 26 years old, and I still have right. that coin. I'll show it to you next time we hang out. I look forward to seeing it. All right, are we ready to quit? We are ready, Professor. We are ready, Professor. I've been right, drinking Terramana, courtesy of The Rock, and his wonderful tequila, so let's do this. Perfect. Perfect. Number one. Number one. Alexander Hamilton was also a co-founder of which of our earliest political parties? Now defunct, he's only able to elect one man president. I'm trying to figure out if he was, if he was, I mean, he was poor, he wasn't very financially stable, and he probably saw, saw to the, I'm going to say Democrat. What do you think, Remy? What do you think, Remy? I'm actually going to go backwards and say Republican. Right, so the Republican Party goes back to Abraham Lincoln. He was the first president of the Republican Party. He did, however, like Federalist Research. Because he was a Federalist. Oh! Wow! I forget about, like, the Green Party and these other, like, I forget about all the other parties. That was my fault. I, I blew it. No. So the first party, George Washington had no party. Then there was the Federalist Party. Then the Democratic Republican. The Federalists thought there should be a strong federal government. Interesting. The only Federalist president was which man? Mentioned by several characters in Bill Hamilton, but he did not appear. All right, so let's let's do some math here. This would have been we said 18 early 1800s. Late 19, late 1700, sorry. Late 17. All right, so I think I'm going backwards if I say John Adams. Yeah, I'm going backwards. I gotta it go is forward. John Adams. That is actually Yeah, correct. buddy, good job. Thank you. I'm like, I'm, I'm doing the math. Okay. John Adams elected in 1796. And Thomas Jefferson was his vice president. That's right. Because... The Founding Fathers thought that the runner-up should be Vice President. That's hilarious. they were... Dumb. <laughs> That's awesome. Alright, John Adams. I love talking to people that think that they know something about history, and then they reference the Founding Fathers, some sort of, this was their meaning, this was their purpose. And I like pointing out, number one, they wrote the Constitution. Two years later, they passed ten amendments. So, no, they didn't get it right the first time. And if you think they're right, you know that some of the people you know were only counted as three-fifths of a person. Ah, uh, yes. I know exactly what you're getting at. So, don't tell me they were right. No, sir. They were not universally correct. Alright, question number three. John Adams, John Adams is portrayed by William, William Daniels. Daniels. 
in the musical 1776. He would also go on to play Mr. Pinky, the teacher, professor, or principal on what TV show? Remy! Uh, yes, Remy. Yes, Remy. Boy Meets World. Boy Meets World. That's correct. Yeah, that's correct. I love that show. So when I first showed my oldest son, 1776, so you can like very much enjoy. John Adams is played by Mr. Fleeman. And he described the musical as Mr. Feeney and Anthony Old Guy. <laughs> wow. He was not. Boy Meets World. How old's your, how old's your boy? Uh, he is 31 in November. What the hell? But you're only 40. That is 100% correct. <laughs> Love your professor. <laughs> boy Meets World boy meets starts friend, friend, brother, brother Ben. What is their shared last name? Oh, I got this one, Joey. Yes, Joey. Yes, Joey. The last name would be Savage. I would also have accepted. Accepted. Savage. 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 All right. Savage starts the biggest hit with the number one hit in Canada, the U.S., and Australia. The title is released. In that the three-word title is made up exclusively of what types of words. Joey. Yes? Yes. Those are going to be adjectives, truly, madly, deeply. Those are adverbs. Aw, oh, damn it! I'm <laughs> shitty at English. Damn it. <laughs> I'll take it. You knew the right answer, but if it ends in L-Y... It's an adverb. an adverb. You know, it's embarrassing. My wife's a teacher. She's sitting next to me mocking me. This sucks. <laughs> Question number six. <laughs> Question number six. The U.S. has the world's largest number of English speakers. Canada and Australia are eighth and ninth. You're going to get points for each country that has more than 30 million English speakers. Three of them are Asian, one's African, and two are European. Ooh. English speakers. My Over gosh. English speakers. Three of them are Asian, one's African, and two are European. Alright, so let's go with um, quantity. we got to get the big ones. I assume Japan? Not Japan. Oh, man. I blew. Oh, China. China's bigger. China's bigger. It's bigger. It does not have more than 30 million English speakers. God, Remy, save me. I'm drowning here, bro. Go ahead, take a guess. Jeez, ah. Uh, this is a brilliant question. This is. Um, holy crap. So we jump over to Europe. English speakers. Who likes to hustle? Is it Italy? I, I think that you're forgetting that there are some countries whose primary language is English. Huh. See, I want to say something like... You said European, Asian, and where else? There's three Asians, one African, two European. All right, so it's not Morocco. Nope. Because nope. Morocco's, Morocco's French. Um, oh my gosh. This, this is a pretty question, professor. You've said three of them so far. Only 200 more to go. <laughs> That's funny because it's true. Um, 
All right, Asian countries that speak English primarily. Yeah. I'm just, and it's sad because I'm thinking of it from the eyes of a consumer. I'm thinking of a guy like, okay, we gotta sell some Toyotas. It's gotta be no, no, no. What if you, what if you, what if you, what if you called customer service? service? India. 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 Nice. Okay. Now, a hundred and twenty-five million Indians speak English. Speak English. That's Lord. 10% of the population. Oh, you Wow. Wow. Um, all right. So we're still going. Alright, so we're still going. Alright, so they're all getting our bootleg DVD. So is it Korea? Not Korea. Not Korea. Oh, man. Um, shoot. Looks like I'm going to be a D student today. Alright, let's do some math here. What country? Right, let's, um, go let's go to Europe. Let's go to Europe. Let's go to Europe. Has Europe's smaller. Has a very unique answer. Um, what countries in Europe have over 30 million English speakers? Come on. It can't be this hard. It's not that hard, but I'm, I'm thinking here. This one is not hard at all. They speak English. Oh, wait, you mean the UK? I do mean the UK. That's not hard. God, this is why I'm a new student. You're staring me in the eye. Two plus two equals basketball. I God, I missed that. The rest of them are hard, and I'm gonna stop this process. Thank you, Professor. I'm drowning. I've, uh, you've already resuscitated me. Thank you. Okay, here it is. Here it is. Number so number one is the U.S. Okay. Then India. Second most English speakers. That's funny. Then Pakistan. What? What? It's because there's so many people there. Oh yeah, I guess it's uh. Yeah, it's <laughs> true. Yeah. Somebody who speaks English. Yeah. Seventy-eight million people in Pakistan speaking. Nigeria is English speaking. That's insane. Not that you can tell from the email. <laughs> wow! Professor, that's clever. The Philippines. A lot of English speaking in the Philippines. Okay. And with 32 million English speakers, Germany. What? Because English is the language of commerce. Those damn Germans. No, it makes sense. There's so many military bases over there. My little brother was stationed in Heidelberg. That makes perfect sense. Wow. Well, and Germany is the, the industrial leader of here. And beer. And beer. <laughs> All right. So Germany has more English speakers than Canada or Australia. Weird. Whoa. What world leader gave the name Germania to the lands of the Rhine? Was it Alexander the Great, Genghis Khan, Julius Caesar, or Napoleon? Germania. I. Remy, you go first because I have a theory, but I'm gonna see if you blow it. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the uh, Napoleon. What do you think, Remy? What do you think, Remy? Uh, that's Remy. Uh, what do you think? Yeah. <laughs> I see. It makes sense because the way that it is phrased, that it would be like. Greek or Latin, I was going to say Caesar. It's Caesar, Julius Caesar. Good job, bro. Bring us, bring us home, man. I appreciate it. Julius Caesar. Julius Caesar. Julius Caesar. Julius Caesar. Julius Caesar. 
Julius Caesar was the title character in the 1599 Shakespeare play. But since he dies in Act 1, he is not the main character. I mean, you can have the main character, but if you die in Act 1, you are not the main character. Nope. Which of Caesar's killers had the most lines and dies in Act 5? Uh, I was going to say, Act 2, Professor? <laughs> oh, you know what? You know what? Hidden in your funny answer. answer. Is correct? It's the right answer. Right answer. Thank you, sir. It's, it's Brutus. It is Brutus. It is Brutus. Thank you. <laughs> Good lie. I like you picked up on it. Brutus and Pluto were the names given to the arch rival and nemesis. Of what naval cartoon hero? Popeye the Sailor Man. It is indeed Popeye the Sailor Man. Now let's not call this a great film. Let's just call it a film. Popeye. It stars Robin Williams. Who died at his own hands in August of what year? You did Robin Williams die. Too soon. Definitely true. Um, yeah. He, he was my hero. Um, to, to a dude so cool that he named his daughter after his favorite video game, and that would be Zelda. Yeah. Um, Robin Williams died. Uh, let me do some quick math. I think it was like five years. I'm going to say 2000. No, I was still working at the Hard Rock, wasn't I? No, 2015? Not 2015. Shoot. What do you think, Remy? What do you think, Remy? It, it's either it's one year either way, up or down. Yeah, I'm a, you know what? All right, so I'm doing the, all right, no so Joel, you said go down. It's, it's it's go down. It's 2014. It has to be because no, I'm still working with the Hard Rock. No, it's, no, it's I'm gonna say 2013. What year? What year? 2013. 2013. Let me say it again, Remy. Oh. <laughs> 2014 is correct, right? <laughs> <laughs> At the time of Robin Williams' death, Jonathan Groff, the king in the original Broadway cast of Hamilton, was on the best-selling movie soundtrack for what 2013 December release? Jonathan Groff, who plays the king, in Hamilton, was on the soundtrack for a 2013 Disney movie. Oh my gosh! What came up? No, let's do like 2013 Disney. What came out in 2013 in Disney? Um, they re-released Newsies, but I don't think that was it. That's like relatively new because that's a Disney Plus thing. 2013 Disney. Um, this is the final question. Oh, come on, what came out? It's not, this isn't, I know that we were talking about Hamilton, but you said it was the, that, that has nothing to do with this. Right, this has nothing to do with Hamilton was on Broadway 2016. 2013. Shoot. Make a guess, Ram, what do you got? Is it Disney movie? God, I'm running, I'm running blanks here, but... But, Joy, we were, we were talking about earlier... It's uh, a long shot. I'm, I'm, I'm just doing, I'm just real quick because I, I remember walking around the theme parks 2013. So we're going back seven years. 
Walking around the theme parks, they always promote this stuff at Disney's Hollywood Studios, and it's gotta be... Wait a minute. What's the guy's name again? Jonathan Groff. I thought you said Josh Gad. I was gonna say Frozen. Definitely not Frozen, bro. <laughs> What's that? So it's, it's not Josh Gad. But I've seen at least 20 pictures, 20 pictures. of Jonathan Groff. With the Josh Oh my gosh, he's Kristoff. It's frozen. It's Kristoff. It's frozen. It's frozen. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm like, wait a minute. Josh Gad's the only guy that, because Josh Gad was in 21 when he sang um, uh, Happy Birthday to Jim Sturgis, who was in Across the Universe. Okay. Six Degrees to Kevin Bacon. Thank you, there Professor. There it is. So, so, when you see when this, you and see I hope you see it, Joey. Uh-huh. The king, the king is a fantastic, fantastic character. character. Okay. And to think that within three, three years, years that son of a bitch <laughs> was both Kristoff and the king on Broadway, on Broadway. <laughs> when he was 30 years, 30 years old. old. Should be 35 now. now. Doesn't that suck? It's, it's so frustrating when you're older than your heroes because I deal with that on the regular. I hear these guys singing and I'm like, that guy's an amazing singer. I could do that with my life. And then I find out they're like 26. I'm like, good lord, I'm a decade on this kid. Uh, it's worse for me. <laughs> well, you're only 40. I'm 40. Yeah. I'm 40. Yeah. <laughs> you're the best professor. Thank you so much. Today's lecture Thank was amazing. Thank you very much. Uh, guys, hey, it's uh, gonna be more amazing to this show. I can't wait. Where can we see the show? The show is available on Disney Plus. Oh, I thought you were talking about your show. I was like, screw oh, Hamilton. No, no, no. I want to see you. No, Hamilton. No, Hamilton. All right, I'm good. I'm good. I'm not Hamilton. <laughs> I beg to differ. Uh, professor, screw, where? Uh, no, screw the greatest showman. You are the greatest show. Uh, professor, where can uh, I where can I find you? People can find me laughing about your screw up from today's quiz at First Time Lost Cafe. You can also look for me on Facebook at 5 Minutes Professor. I have a group and a page. And you can find me on YouTube, where I have over 200 videos, several of them interesting. I love it. Thank you so much, Professor. This is a, I look forward to this every week. What was our, what was our score for today? Don't, don't ask, Remy. I, actually, you know, you came on long in the second half. I thought it was going to be terrible. It's just bad. 71. Okay. Oh, we're C students. Not bad. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll take it. We'll take it. All right, Professor. We will, we will see you next month. And uh, guys, do not go anywhere because coming up next, we're going to have a uh, our guest with us. She's our newest sponsor to the Goof Duck family. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Goof Duck podcast right here on Spotify. Welcome back, guys, to the Goof Duck Podcast right here on Spotify. Uh, guys, yeah, I don't know what I can say about our next guest, uh, but we are welcoming her to our 
uh, Goof Duck family uh, because she is our brand new sponsor to the program. Guys, her her desserts are off the rails. I don't know what, what more I can say about them because right now I am going through my little bag of goodies right now and I'm pulling out a <laughs> coconut macarons right now. And guys, you guys can check her out on uh, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, called It's called Ginger's Baking Company. So guys, please welcome to the program, Miss Mandy Wilcox. How are you doing today? Good. How are you doing? Doing fantastic. So let's talk about your brand, your company, your your baby. That is what you like to call it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, how, so, so how did it all do I start? It? What's that? How, how it all started? So let's see. Where do I go? So baking has a history in my family. Both my grandfather, my grandmother on my other side, everybody baked professionally actually i started this about five years ago um kind of on a whim you know my mom always cooked in her house and i just cook everything and bake everything here and in a whim we said let's try it and make a brand and see where it goes um about a year and a half ago I started showing up at farmers markets and trying to bring awareness to Central Florida about whoopie pies because not everybody knows what they are. So if you guys, so if you guys don't know what whoopie pie is, whoopie pie is like a uh, uh, it has like a, a cake on top, some cream in the middle, another cake batter on the end, and you just mush them together, and it's just. It's just a glorious feeling in your mouth. I mean, you're getting all these different flavors. I mean, you, you name it. I mean, this, our guest, guys, she makes s'mores whoopie pies. She makes carrot cakes whoopie pies, and they're they are amazing. They are so they are so freaking good. And I I, I can I cannot say hello hello. I, I can't say I cannot say what else more about this guest because she has the most amazing baked goods out there i mean hey dude so she has these uh macaroons she has these cookies these whoopie pies and uh luckily whoa what have i missed sorry about that bro my phone was all over the place what have i missed well dude i'd like to introduce to you our newest sponsor to the goof duck family from ginger's baking company this is mandy wilcox what's up mandy hey how's it going Oh, uh, you know, living the dream. Every day is a blessing here in sunny Orlando, Florida. That's, That's right. Why, that's how you should look at it every day, right? So, Amen. So, Joey, we're so, yeah, so we're going to come to your place. Where is to bring me up the speed, Remy? Where is this bakery located? Dude, her bakery is actually outside her home, man. She's baking from her home. Awesome. So I'll bring the beer and you bring the baked goods. When do we party? <laughs> yeah, that's it. You tell me when and where, and I'll be there. And I'll bring good stuff. So Joy, also bring good stuff. So Joy, so I will. What is your favorite? Yeah. So tell me good things, Mandy. What is it? What is your favorite? What's your go-to cookie? What is the one oh, cookie that puts man. you on the map? It depends what mood you're in. There's always classic chocolate chip. You are always in the oh. mood. I don't care if you're having a good day, bad day. Chocolate chip cookies hit the mark for me. Okay. But, so chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. Do you do crunchy or chewy? No, definitely chewy. My co- my cookies are like a cake. 
Okay, and what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna bring some like left-handed milk stout, like a nice eight percent alcohol by volume oh, that we can dunk good. our chocolate chip cookies into, and we will get lit. We'll fall asleep on your couch, wake up later watching an '80s <laughs> rom-com. It'll be great. That sounds like a really great idea. I like that. Joey, she, I'm in. Joey, I'm in. let's do this, dude. She gave us. Some goodies, man, and I'm looking right at them. I know I won't, I won't be able to deliver them to you, dude. But man, dude, because you're a prick and you're gonna eat them all. Well, not exactly. Cause <laughs> I, I'm getting fat by the minute, man. I'm getting fat as you know it. But here's the thing, man. But she, you'll still eat the cookies. I oh, don't doubt it. Oh, dude, I'll save one for you, man. I still have them. I still have them. You'll the, save one for me. Oh, yeah. how generous the minister is. <laughs> right, the one. She brought the you. She brought you three dozen. And you'll save me one, you bastard. No, I'll give you That's six. Right, I'll give you six, sir. <laughs> so yeah, dude. So our. So here's how. Here's how I met Mandy, man. Uh, she was on Primetime Kitchen with the one and only Mr. Jim Colbert, uh, and I heard oh, her. Very cool, Jimmy. And I heard her episode on. Uh, on Sunday, and I'm like, you know what? We need her on our show because this will be a good fit for her, and uh, we'll, we'll help her out. She help she helps us out, and uh, dude, her her carrot cake whoopie pie is freaking out of this world, man. I had it the other night, and I'm like, that cream filling. That what what kind of cream is it, Mandy? So it's a buttercream. I did a faux cream cheese frosting, which is typically what you get on a carrot cake, right? Like that super creamy cream cheese frosting. I do it with a buttercream. So no cream cheese. Oh dear God. Oh. <laughs> Check this out. Are you over by SeaWorld? Yes. Oh my gosh, that's rad. I love that area. It's uh... perfect. You're right in the, we're, Smack dab right in the middle of everything. Cookies. You can literally see the roller coasters and hear the roller coasters from her house. I love yes. that area. Yes, and we can e even hear like the sea lions and stuff barking at night. It's pretty. Aww. It's pretty awesome. Oh, that's, that's so right. dope. So, so man, so man, let's talk about uh, how did you get on? How did you get on Jim Colbert uh, Primetime Kitchen? How how did that all happen? So. Tori on one of their Facebook pages had posted a very, you know, innocent, I think it was a banana pudding something. And one of my customers actually posted right underneath, right after she posted it, hey, contact Mandy, she can make anything. From That's there, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so from there, Tori and I started chatting back and forth and I think she must have checked out my page and asked me if I wanted to do an interview and I was like, hell yeah. So I made a bunch, a big, huge sample box. I brought it to their home, dropped it off. And from there I, we interviewed and now I'm here. <laughs> so there's a huge, so there's a huge event going on on Saturday and Mandy, what you, what you have told me in the past, uh, you are actually partners with Orlando Brewing. Yeah, so pre-pandemic, um, me and Orlando Brewing had a monthly event where I would bake some new items and there'd be four or five items and they would pair it with four or five of their beers. And so it would be a weekday evening event where you have beer and cookies, basically. 
you can't lose with beer and cookies. No, no way, man. And no so, way. During the pandemic, Orlando Brewing has been pretty creative, as are most of the breweries around here, and trying to figure out a way to pe- get people to still visit them, right? And so we are setting up on Saturday a little pop-up where if you buy our goods and you get some beer, there there's a discount involved. I think there's going to be a food truck out there. So you can stop in, have beer, dinner, and dessert. That's rad. That's a great, that's a great date day right there. And I, what, it, what I love is what they did with, um, um, I talked to Carl from uh, Crooked Can Brewing in Winter Garden. And one of the cool things that they did during the pandemic is the National Beer Association released a, it was basically the recipe for this amazing beer that they created. And what they did is they released it to every brewery in America that wanted to brew it. You had to say where you got it from. You had to show the National Brewers Association logo and all that stuff. And all that money went to help bars during the pandemic that had to close. Really clever. It's... Oh, it was brilliant. It was real fun to talk to them about it. And of course, they recouped you for, you know, the barley and the hops and the things that you had to put into it. But all the profits that you made from it went to help uh, bars and breweries that had to close due to, due to, you know, social distancing and whatnot during the pandemic. Absolutely brilliant. I love what is what's a great idea and it helps it's... everybody. Say what you want about anything or anyone, but there's something special about what happens to Americans during a time of crisis. You know, if you're old, if you're old enough to remember 9/11, if you're old enough to remember uh, any of those, you know, the the the, the um, housing crash in 07, uh, the hurricanes, the anytime anything goes down in America, Americans are always so good to step up and help each other, and it just goes to show you that. We really are one of the most kick-ass countries in the world. When we when we when we pull our s together for moments like that, and I remember drinking like you walk into your favorite brewery after a hard day's work, and all you want is that one favorite beer, your go-to yep. beer that you always have, and you look up and you say, "What's that one? That one's going to charity. Give me that. I don't care what it tastes like. Just just give me that one." Right. And yep. that right there, it, it speaks volumes to people's character in this country. So I just. I love it. I can't wait, and I will personally come out. I can't wait to support it. I'm excited. Awesome. Well, even, you know, you you bring that up, and it's a really good point. And even outside of, like, tragedies and pandemics and bad things happening, I was talking to Remy about it this weekend, is that, you know, you can be diminished or accelerated by your competition. You know, you can put competition almost in quotes, right? Because we're all here, we all have different skill sets, even though our products may seem the same, they're all different. And so everybody can thrive and everybody can promote each other and still do really well. The case in point with, you know, that story you just told, it's the same kind of idea. Let's rally together and all succeed. Oh yeah. This hard period or this great Amen, period. Sister. You're right. Amen. You're right. So it's it, but it, we're, we're so used to a culture that that has since the since the 1980s has been playing games like King of the Hill, where there can be only <laughs> one at the top. You know, there can only be one one at the top, only one stands. And I say to be perfectly honest, I have my favorite steak restaurants that I go to, and maybe I'll go there for my birthday. But maybe for Valentine's Day, I'm going to go to the other really good steak restaurant. 
and maybe for Halloween, I'm going to go to the other really good steak restaurant. Exactly. I, you, mm-hmm. you don't have to eat the same thing every day to appreciate all the wonderful. There's too many good chefs and amazing cooks in Orlando to only have one go-to restaurant. We all have our favorites, but there's room at the top for more than one. Exactly the point. That's it. I mean, what's cool? I mean, what's cool about Orlando and this? What's cool about Orlando and this community? There's different hole hole in the walls that people have not tried out yet. Like Joe, you're right, man. There's there's different steakhouses that people want to check out. There's different bars that people want to go grab a nice beer. Dude, uh, there, yeah, there, it's funny. There's an Asian restaurant that I go to for sushi all the time because it's right by my house and it's 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 adorable. When I call, they have they have the the the, the caller ID, and every time I call them, they normally say. Chang's Asian Bistro, but instead when I call, she goes, Joey, how you doing? And it's adorable. Like, <laughs> it is. <laughs> and I absolutely love them. They know my order. But when I'm in downtown Orlando, and if I have work to do, or if I have a gig, or if I'm performing or playing piano somewhere, there's a great little restaurant called King Bao that I stop in all the time. That place is amazing. The best I've ever had. That place right? is so good, man. Uh, but hey, Mandy, I have, a good, I have a good question to ask you. Uh, yeah. How often do you go? How often do you go to the theme parks? So we actually have annual passes to both SeaWorld and Universal. So pre-pandemic, we were somewhere typically once a week. Um, during pandemic, it's kind of like kind of mm, like meh. I don't know. Well, so <laughs> so the, the big joke is that I'm I I've been a concierge for the city of Orlando for almost a decade. So when families come to town, I take them to theme parks, I take them on the gambling casino cruises, I take them to the beaches, I take them to the different malls and outlets and everything. In 2018, I was in a theme park 326 days. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, work is good. So the re- in 2020, I've been in a theme park 40 days? Yeah. Yeah, roughly. Yeah, it's bad. It's like, these are the numbers I won't share with my families for 2021. It's almost embarrassing. It's crazy. It it's is. really yeah. just a w- really weird time right now. So mm-hmm. the reason why the, the reason why I brought this up is because, Mandy, how would you like, how would you like to help us out with some uh, theme park news? Sure, I'll do it. All right, so, so Universal Studios... <laughs> I don't know anything, but I'll do it. <laughs> All right, well, nice. uh, so Universal Studios uh, laid off another round of workers. Comcast, oh, Comcast, really depressing son of a bitch. Yeah. Why did you bring that up? Well, here's why. Comcast has announced that its theme park's revenue was 15 times smaller than it was last year. So their their revenue like dropped by 20. Well, dude, did you hear about Disney? Yes. Last I saw quarter the alone. One. Last quarter alone, Disney lost two billion dollars. Two billion dollars. Yeah, that is just crazy. They lost two billion. Like that number doesn't even make sense in my head personally. No. Like I think of what my house is worth. Right. And, I'm like, right. I, and it's I, basically pennies compared. Right? Like like I'm like, you know, like like if let's say Disney was a charity and you felt bad for them and they were on like offer up or Disney would like did a Kickstarter, you're like, Well, I'm gonna sell my house and save Disney and they're like, Oh, how much is your house worth? And then you look at two billion and you're like, Yeah, never mind. I'm yeah, good. no, <laughs> we're, we're good. Uh, so like I'm sorry, but I yeah. So part of this, so part of this laid off. The laid off workers will receive a uh, severance pay and subsi- uh, subsidized uh, health benefits. So they're getting, they're still getting paid. Right, silver lining. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, Universal Orlando annual pass holders appreciation day has a very exclusive menu options that they can look forward uh, to. 
on, on August 10th through September 30th. This event is like a, uh, how can I explain it more? It's like a big birthday party for the annual pass holders. So it's going to be unreal. They're going to have uh, 20, 20 different special menu options. 15 of those uh, menu options are going to be brand new throughout Universal Orlando Resort. This event is strictly for those annual pass holders. If you enjoy burgers, then you you need to go over to Finnegan's. Now, Joy, you've been to Finnegan's uh, plenty of times, right? Finnegan's used, so whenever I take families to Universal Studios, um, normally if we're having a good day at Universal, Finnegan's was our regular. Um, if they were a seafood family or pescatarians, we would do Lombards. Um, my personal go-to, my favorite, um, you know, was I worked at the Hard Rock for eight years, for God's sake. But my favorite was Cowfish. I love oh, Cowfish, cowfish. sushi, sushi slash burger joint. Oh yeah, that place is so good. They do, they do a, a sushi roll there. It's called Doug's Fillet, where it's a salmon roll, and then they take, I think it's an eighth of an ounce of filet mignon, and they sear it and put it on top of the tuna roll. Oh my gosh, that's oh, my get that is so good. I just the other, and I'm hungry. Speaking of universal food i'm just gonna step right in is the nachos at margaritaville Margaritaville? yes yes in my head girl absolutely yes no nachos oh my god so so that was margaritaville margaritaville was my first culture shock i moved i moved here from pittsburgh um 17 years ago hey massachusetts for me 20 years ago no kidding Mm -hmm. are you are so you're a tampa bay fan now um, I'll be <laughs> but I'm not a you're fan. Gonna, of are that. you gonna watch? Are you gonna watch that Mook throw the gronk? That's right. <laughs> freaking Tom freaking Brady. He's like, I'm bored with my wife, and I bought Gina's house. That's right. So, so, but um, when I moved down here 17 years ago, I remember my buddy, my buddy Dustin was like, dude, we're going to Margaritaville. They have the best happy hour in Orlando, and I'm like. What? Margaritaville has a happy hour? And he goes, yeah, but you have to eat outside on the patio. I'm like, so what? And he goes, well, it's really hot. I'm like, cool. That's what I moved to Orlando for. Hot. Right. We go down there, and I'm so excited. We're ordering margaritas, and we're eating nachos. And I'm like, this is great. This is so great. And now, mind you, where I'm from in, in Pittsburgh, happy hour is like dollar margaritas or nickel beers because they use that to bring you in so that you would, you know, buy food and things yeah. like that. And I'm so excited. We got nachos and we had a few margaritas a piece. I'm like, this is going to be amazing. And the bill comes out for six margaritas and nachos. Oh, my it ended gosh. Up being like $46. And I was like, uh, 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 bro. And he's like, what? And I'm like, what did we do? And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I thought you said this was happy hour. He goes, yeah, half price margaritas. I'm like, these are half price? Good Lord, how much is full price? I'm going to refinance my house to eat here on a Thursday. Good God, man. So the reason why we brought food is because this event is for only for, you know, the, the annual pass horse. But if you head over to Toothsome uh, Emporium, they have a special oh, yeah. they have a special dessert for the annual pass horse. Check this, check this out. It's a chocolate waffle. Oh boy! Interesting. So this waffle is made. The, um, this waffle is made with a uh, chocolate batter, uh, topped with chocolate chunks, whipped cream, chocolate raspberry sauce, chocolate <laughs> shavings, powdered sugar, chocolate, 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 powdered sugar, and micro mints. All right. So, two things. First off, shout out to my very good friend, 
<clears throat> former co-worker and drinking buddy Haim Asher. Um, Haim is one of the two sous chefs for Universal Studios International. Wow. Um, he started as a line cook at the Hard Rock, I'm sorry, he started as a server at the Hard Rock Cafe, went to be a line cook, went to Le Cordon Bleu, graduated, came back to Universal, worked his way up to be a sous chef, and he is now one of the two guys responsible for creating meals for Universal all over the world. Get out. Wow. He's amazing. He's a great guy. He is the one who is responsible for, at Toothsome, when they did the the uh, anniversary birthday dessert, it was the chocolate cherry pie, Ooh. and there was a literally giant chocolate, what looked like a chocolate ball that sat on top of it, and they dyed it red so it looked like a cherry. That was one of his creations, and it was always so fun to go to Universal with him because no matter what restaurant you went in, you'd walk in, and he would just he would humble brag all the time. We look at a menu, and I'm like, hey, what do you think of the tachos here? He's like, ah, no, those aren't mine. Don't get those. Those are those are crap. And I'm like, what? And he goes, no, no, get these pulled pork nachos. These are mine. And he would just list <laughs> every time we would go out to eat. He would list all the things that he created. He's like, nah, these are garbage. Tim did these. Get these. These are mine. And it was, <laughs> that is it's so funny. And second, uh, shout out to Toothsome because that is one of the only places in all of Orlando where you can get brunch 24/7 when they're open. Hell yes. Uh, so Joy, I go there. My go-to meal there, regardless of what time of the day, dude. You get yeah. yourself a, you get a broccoli cheddar quiche and a French onion soup. You eat like a bougie aristocrat for eight bucks. Wow. So. Oh my God, that's a deal. So Joy, right. Joy, I've heard about uh, a certain cafe closing at uh, Epcot. Yeah, the friggin' I heard about this, the Tangerine one in yes, Morocco, right? The Tangerine Cafe. What a bummer. Yeah. Dude, they do they do a phenomenal roast lamb wrap. That's a shame. It is a shame. So here's the reason why they're closed they closed, because they said due to lack of demand. Lack of interest. Yeah, lack I, of demand. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. That's uh I'm like, excuse so, me? Here's the problem. Here and this is the problem, and I'm not afraid to throw shade because I'm a foodie. I'm not I'm not afraid to say it. American parents suck. American parents sit their kids down, they give them blue box mac and cheese, and they say, here you go, and the kids eat it, and they go, I like that. So the parents say, oh, if you like that, maybe you'll like this, and the kids go, nope, 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 nope. nope. I liked the mac and cheese, I'll have the mac and cheese. And the parents go, I don't want to have to, you know, parent or be bothered, so okay, I'll just give you whatever you want. And that's why, you know, American kids are 10 years old and the only thing they've ever had are chicken fingers and mac and cheese. It frustrates me to no end. Same because here. When I, take, when, I, when I take the families on tour of Epcot and I'm like, this is foodie heaven. Where do you want to go? And they're like, oh, the kids want to go to, they, they just want pizza. I'm like, cool. I'm just going to let you know, this is real pizza. This isn't pizza pizza. This is pizza made from bread where they import the water from Pennsylvania so that it tastes like Napoli and the cheese isn't cheese. It's not like they just took shredded mozzarella and threw it on there. It's a dollop of mozzarella. The kids aren't going to like it. Oh, the kids just want pizza. We go there. They order the pizza. The kids won't eat it and they're pissed at me. We go to Mexico. Hey, the kids want nachos and tacos. Cool. Just a heads up. This isn't Moe's. This isn't Qdoba. If you ask for queso, they will laugh at you and they will make fun of you in their native language. 
these tacos are basically meat and salsa and that's it are you okay with it yeah we're fine we go we order tacos the kids go i want queso i said i told you don't get, get queso <laughs> it makes me mad because everybody just wants the americanized version of what they're used to it, you you, you want to make america happy um mexico is taco bell norway doesn't exist china is basically panda express um italy is papa john's um, and none of the other countries exist. Oh, and the UK just has a Beatles tribute band, so the dads have something to do while they drink. There you go. <laughs> so that's literally America's Epcot. So we were talking about. So we were talking about earlier about uh, football and sports. So Dwayne the Rock Johnson just bought just bought out the XS <laughs> the XFL million for fifteen million dollars. <laughs> His ex-wife is also a shareholder of the XF of the oh, XFL. Go well. Yeah. So check this out. My buddy of mine, he gave me this he gave me this bright idea. I'm like, so so listen to this. He goes, what if the XFL was like the NBA and he added players like part of their D League, the players who uh, who really didn't have the chance to go all the way on their team and not get that much playing time, uh, not getting their contracts. So here's what here's what I want to do. I want our listeners on the show to give us some feedback from this article about Dwayne The Rock Johnson buying out the XFL for fifteen million dollars. I want I want to hear you guys your feedback on this because who knows? I mean, this could be like a D League. This could be you know similar to the, similar to the NBA. Are they bringing back you know older older uh, NFL All right, so players? Let's do this. Here's here's what we got. Mandy, let, let me ask you. You're, you're a chef. You're a cook. Um, let's see. Are you a mom? No, I'm not. Okay, then you're one of the good ones. Um, <laughs> let, let, sorry, sorry. Um, no, sorry. I'm, I'm anti-kids since 1982. <laughs> um, so, do you are you into sports? Is that even on your, does that yeah. even blip on your radar? Okay. Yes. Oh, of course you are. You're from Boston. Fact That's Boston, you, you, man. Come on. Boston. Come the on. The Sacks and the Pats and the Celtics and whatever the hell you Go call Tom. them. Go Tom. Go Tom. That's all we want. Tom, Tom Brady for president. Tom. <laughs> Tom and Gronk. Brady Gronk 2020. Brady Gronk 2020. <laughs> who who will win though? <laughs> oh my gosh, right? So let's say, have you ever, are you familiar with the XFL at all? So I remember the XFL when it was like the, when it was owned by Vince McMahon, right? And yeah. it was yep. like yep. some weirdo kind of very aggressive like pro wrestling meets football exactly it was here's the funny thing it was big for me in pittsburgh because from the xfl they hired all these guys that they said quote unquote weren't good enough for the nfl and yet rod woodson was replaced by um what was his name tom um uh we picked up from the pittsburgh steelers we actually picked up one of the dudes from the xfl and he was our quarterback for the better part of a decade so it goes to show you these guys are good enough to cut it. They just – the joke is if you're in the XFL, you also have to appreciate wrestling. You have to have those those wrestling chops. Yep. You have yep. to have the ability to fake a hit, take a hit, but you got to have acting chops. So yes. the, the NFL loved these guys because they knew how to give a press packet and a press release. You know, you put a guy from the XFL on there and – you know, you put a guy from the NFL and they're like, yeah, all right, so we delivered good hits and like – um. Sports ball. You get a dude from the XFL and they're like, yeah, I just want to say that when I uh, majored in acting from BYU and decided football was for me, 
I knew that this was my path. Go Patriots. Like, <laughs> those dudes are they're perfect. They're perfect. So I think that the XFL is going to do really well if we get the right backing. Yes. Like if you, I mean, do you, do you watch Titan games? The Rock yes, crushes I it. Yes, I love the Titan games, actually. Me too. What, what about uh, a couple of those? Okay, here's your fun story. I had no idea what she was talking about. The girl that was on the Titan games from Orlando, it was the neatest thing in the world. So I was getting my tattoo. I was getting my gambit tattoo, the one that takes up my entire left arm. And the whole time I'm getting my tattoo done, there's a girl getting tattooed next to me. And she's talking about how cool The Rock is. And she's talking about how amazing The Rock is. And it was so much fun being on his show. She can't get over how cool it was and blah, blah. And she, she kept talking about The Rock. And so I was like, excuse me. I'm like, are you in the WWE? And she's like, oh, no, I wish. I, um, I was just on a TV show that The Rock is doing. And I'm like, really, what's a TV show? She goes, I'm so sorry that I can't talk about it, but trust me, when it comes out, you're gonna know. And I'm like, what's your name? She gives me her name. I'm watching the Titan games and I'm sitting there and I'm like, I know that girl. <laughs> and they're like, what? I'm like, no, no God, I'm, like, I'm like, dude, I know that girl. And they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, Small I know world. <clears throat> I, have, I don't know where I know her from, but I know that girl. And then it said Orlando, Florida. So I punch her name into Facebook and it's like, you have 12 mutual friends in common and they're all tattoo artists. That's oh dope. And I'm like, that's her. That's the girl. I got a tattoo <laughs> next to that girl. I blew my mind. I was laughing my ass off. Awesome. Like, third degree. What is it? Six degrees of separation. Famous. This is awesome. So, so Joey, man, uh, Universal just rolled out a brand new four resident ticket. I dude, how funny is that? That is literally when you start offering like discounts to people like your SeaWorld, uh -huh. times are tough. Yeah, so so yep. so so Mandy, check this out. So here's the deal. For $164, this ticket will give you both access to both Universal Studios and Islands of Adventure. This ticket does not include uh, Volcano Bay, but if you want to get the one that does $39 extra. Yeah, it's, a, it's actually $193. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So for for $200 after tax, basically, for $200, you get into Universal, Islands of Adventure, and Volcano Bay every day until December 24th. Isn't that madness? It is. It's it's scary. It's sad. It's awesome. It's a shame. I Every emotion you can feel is in that price tag yeah uh so wait time so right now guys if you get if, if if any of our audience listeners are out in the park right now be aware that the wait times over there have increased so far and uh but as the uh but as for the capacity levels they remain the same a little bit here and there so dude i mean you're right wait times well, are like 10 15 minutes and 50 percent yeah but all yeah, of a sudden only letting universe is only letting like twenty eight thousand people a day in which is phenomenal that's great it's you don't, that's great. We went, we rode Hagrid's, dude, we rode Hagrid's three times. That's good. Oh, isn't that the best one too? Oh, it was amazing. Guys, don't tell up, me. It's 10 o'clock in the morning. We're the first ones there. We walk right on Hagrid's and then we said, huh, you think we can go again? Oh, the line's going to be too long. We get back in line, 15 minute wait, got back on, went over, grabbed a, uh, a hogshead beer, shotgun to beer. Man, oh man. Hey, wait, does Hagrid say 20 minutes? Oh, we're going again. It's amazing. <laughs> 
So I have never been on Hagrid's, but uh, once I get this annual pass, uh, I'm gonna go on it. I'm definitely going gonna yeah, go on the ride. It is the best. Hands it down. It is amazing. Awesome. Best. So we have some sad we have some sad news today. Uh, although I just covered the first sad news in the beginning, but uh, here are, here are some sad news over at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Uh, Beauty and the Beast stage show is going to be replaced by an entire new show called Disney Society Orchestra. So they're gonna have an orchestra. Dude, it's bad. Have you seen yeah. it? Yeah, it's gonna be horrible. It's I, just I, six, I know. It's six dudes doing cover songs. Yeah. It's six <laughs> dudes doing cover songs. Have you ever been to a bar at 10 o'clock at night? And the weird uncle is doing the 14-minute version of Cocaine by Eric Clapton. It's Disney's <laughs> equivalent of that. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, SeaWorld's Emperor Dive Coaster is going to be delayed until 2021. That coaster is actually uh, is actually not in Florida. This coaster is in San Diego, California, over over in the uh, sister sister park. Uh, so here we have, we have forbid. we have a little news about SeaWorld. Uh, the company's preview of second quarter earnings reveals a 95% drop in revenue due to the closure well, of their theme parks in a three-month period. The dive coaster, however, uh, is going to be 153 feet tall, and your timing nice. speed and your timing speed is over 80 miles per hour. Nice. I know. Now I want to even. Now I want to go on it. So. Well, SeaWorld's nice. I mean, SeaWorld. Let's be fair. My gosh, a SeaWorld annual pass is like eighteen bucks. Oh I mean, yeah, that's exactly. And that gets you into both SeaWorld and Aquatica. Nice. Hey Joey, quick question. Oh, we're going to Aquatica. Yes. You know what? I, I'll be fair. If you do buy the annual pass, dude. Yeah. Volcano Bay is the best water park I've ever been to in my life. Yeah, but dude, I want to. I don't want to get injured on Tonga. I do. I ride rocks. Okay, fine. I want to go ride it before they get rid of the yoga mats of death. <laughs> so, so have you, dude, have we, you ever seen that ride? Yes, I have. I've seen it on YouTube plenty of times, man. Not you, Remy. Oh, well. You're an amazing <laughs> guest star. Where is that one? I think I've seen it. It is... Um, Actually, you can see it from I-4. call it? It's... Um, yeah, what it is is it's it's the it, we we jokingly called it the yoga mats of death. It's the one where it's the speed racers where they give you a yoga mat that looks like a toboggan oh God, and you go yes. down face first. Yes, where you always oh gosh, get after, hurt. I love it after yeah. a beer and a shot. Oh, that is the coolest <laughs> thing in the world. Or everybody's bathing suit gets ripped off because Yee. of the water velocity. No, 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 no. You go down face first. Face, the bathing suit one is first. the Wedgie Master three thousand. That's the other <laughs> one. You go down legs first. <laughs> That's the one where you just get all the creepy Alabama dads that are standing at the end and they're all drinking their beers. You just go, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Hey, hey, Joey, have you it's ever? It's so bad. Have you ever worked for Disney as a cast member? Uh, yeah, I used to sing in Tarzan Rocks. So check this out, man. We got uh, we we have a list from Insider.com. We got 15 things uh, you should never do at a Disney theme park. So and, and certain, fourteen of them are don't get handsy with a princess. Exactly. So a buddy, a buddy, yeah. a buddy of mine, he actually sent me this article, and I'm like, dude, I need to read this. So check this out. Uh, starting at number fifteen, cast members don't like it when the guest compares Disney to other theme parks during their visit. Duh. Duh. They don't even like you talking about it. I can remember coming down here as a kid being like, where's the Back to the Future ride? And they're like, that's not in this park. No, yeah, you don't think about it. So uh, asking asking for freebies isn't the right way to create magic. Yeah. yeah. Just wine. They'll give them to you. 
You should follow. You should follow. Uh, you should follow parade etiquette. I mean, do you? Etiquette. I mean, you I, pronounced I, it wrong again, Emmy. What is it? Etiquette. Etiquette. Right. Etiquette. My God. Etiquette. Gosh. Can you really get I'm less so- than an F in English? Bro. I'm sorry, sir. Actually, I did. I got a D in English, so I brought it back to a B. Hey, clearly. So I'm good. Clearly it does. <laughs> yeah, so, do you, I mean, language do you, is off. Keep going. I mean, do you want to get run over by a freaking float? I don't think so. Tigger got run over and so did Dopey. Yeah, that's true. Uh, lines are mm. unavoidable, but be patient and be respectful of other guests. <clears throat> I don't want to be patient. I'm American. I'm American. Americans aren't patient. We're angry. Okay, here's one. Height and age requirements are there for a reason, and cast members can't break the Disney rules for any guests. Unless you go across the street to the prime outlet malls and you buy your kids the Skechers all grown up, which can technically make them up to two inches taller. Crisis solved. Moving on. Be sure to wear your seatbelt and remain seated on all the Disney attractions. Well... Lame. Well, lame. Th- next. No, 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 no. But here, I'm gonna make a, I'll make a, 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 a good example for this, for this, uh, for this po- uh, post right here, man. Did you see what happened to Splash, uh, to Splash Mountain? Yeah, it sunk or something, there, right? There you go. It sunk because you know why? P- the guests were standing up on the seat. That's pretty funny. Yeah, they were standing. I mean, that's pretty funny. The next one, the next one is this. Refrain. Okay, this. Okay, this can be based on a Splash Mountain too, but refrain from making obscene gestures in your ride photos. So don't. <laughs> <laughs> AKA, have you ever seen FlashMountain.com? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. You go to FlashMountain.com, and there's a bunch of cast members, employees all over the world at various theme parks that they work in that industry they, they work behind the camera they're the people that monitor it to make sure nothing offensive is done so that they don't have to post it and they took all those pictures and they basically put them they, they sold them to flash mountain and flash mountain puts them up and you can see all these people that just flash the camera moon the camera pretty much it's a bunch of teenagers flipping it off it's, yeah it's the same old same old don't just a bunch of middle fingers and butts okay here's one don't camp out right in front of the castle to watch the fireworks <laughs> really? Right. Don't tell five thousand Karens not to do that. Exactly. They're there from, exactly. From Idaho. So and, I have. And they're a, not going to spend their family's life savings to ex- not see the fireworks. Exactly. But dude, I have a, actually have a, a perfect spot to watch it, and you can you can you can be biased about the spot, but uh, I like to watch it in uh, Tomorrowland. Why? Dude, right there on the People Mover, you can see it from the castle, and then and then you go you can you can watch it over on Frontierland. Why are riding Thunder Mountain? I'm a, I'm a big fan of going over to the Contemporary and standing on that balcony. Yeah, you don't have That's to fight 108,000 people. Yes, and and you there's a um, what do you call it? There's a gift shop right next to that entrance that sells liquor. Oh really? Oh, I didn't realize that. I got you. Next time we go to the parks, we're gonna party. I'll show you. <laughs> All right, here yeah, I got you. Okay, Deal. here's here's number one. Number one is. Try to limit the profanity and mind your manners while at the Disney parks. That's just bullshit. Yeah, there you go. All right, guys. So I think I pretty much covered everything thus far with the theme park news here in Florida. Before we jump into You Got Beef with Joey, I would like to uh, take this time and tell our our audience members that Goof Duck is going to be rebranding and coming up with some other material. 
for our program. Yeah, and we're gonna come up with a name that doesn't suck. I'm excited. Exactly, and we'll be cha- we'll be changing the podcast name for our viewers. Uh, if any of our listeners have any suggestions on uh, coming up with a different name for our program, please, guys, send us an email at uh, goofduckpodcast at gmail.com or leave us a if, voice. If you that- come up with a name, mm-hmm. if you come up with a name for us that we like enough that we use, you're clearly smarter than us. We'll gladly give you a monthly segment. Exactly. Amen, brother. Yeah. Amen. And, uh, and, yeah. and, and you guys if you can come s- up with yes. a name that we like, you're sold. We don't care what you're promoting as long as it's nothing hateful or rude we'll promote your brand we'll help you out but you got to give us a name that doesn't suck exactly turns out if you if you move two of those letters around it spells something very offensive yep that the germans have a website for yep so we can't do that anymore and it's got to be changed and guys if you like to leave us a a voice message please download that anchor app and uh go under goof duck podcast leave us a voice message on there we'll we'll hear them we'll uh, put them on the uh, the next episode, and uh, uh, guys, we would actually like to thank uh, thank our guests for being on the show today. Uh, we want to thank the one and only the five minute professor for giving us an awesome lecture on Alexander Hamilton and the Broadway show Hamilton, dude. That was, uh, a, that no, was an awesome... I gotta go watch it. It's like three and a half hours long. Oh, oh it's God. so okay, good, well, But dude, it's everybody so says it that. It is good. Everybody's like, it's good, you should see it. But I feel like that's the that's the generic response. It's good, go see it. I'm like, I will. You know, it's just, oh, okay, it's so long. But here, I gotta carve out time for it. Joey, when you watch it, please do me a huge favor. Keep an eye on Lin-Manuel Miranda because you need to watch his jackets uh, when he's in the show because, dude... Man, I, didn't, I haven't seen that many costume changes in one show. Like, good God. Ah. So, that, so he yeah, constantly no jacket off? Pretty He's much. Just constantly jacket off. Jack. Yeah, <laughs> Lin-Manuel Miranda, jacket off. Jacket, Got it. Got jacket it. off, yep. Uh, and finally, guys, we'd like to thank our newest sponsor. Uh, we'd like to thank the one and only Ginger's Baking Company. Uh, the one and only Miss Mandy Wilcox. Thank you so much, Mandy. Thank you guys for having me. And where can, where can everybody... Can we have you again? Um, can you come back again? That was horrible the way that that was phrased. <laughs> can we have you come back as a guest? Can we have you again? God, this is just over. <laughs> Joey, Joey, here, here. I'm going to be on, man. star again and talk us about cookies and all the wonderful things you're working on when the season changes? Yeah, absolutely. I'm here for whatever. I'm Perfect. down for Thank whatever. You. Well, dude, she's... You she, are the coolest. Well, dude, she is also our... Uh, female correspondent for the uh, Goof Duck podcast. So she's she's our female point well, of view gonna, now. Then we'll, 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 we'll go out to Mellow Mushroom over by your place. Awesome. Oh, I love that place. And, that uh, place is so good. And guys, uh, we, we, we do want to say thank you so much. But Mandy, I have a quick question. Where can, I, where can everybody find you on Saturday? So Saturday, we will be at Orlando Brewing. Um, I haven't come up with the time yet, but it will be between 3 and 7 p.m. Watch our Facebook, watch our Instagram. Both me and Orlando Brewing will be posting about it. There is going to be a food truck that I just found out about this afternoon. So come, beer, dinner, dessert, we've got it all. What is your uh, Instagram handle? Both Instagram and Facebook are at Ginger's Baking Co. 
Ginger's Baking, Baking Co. Co. Got it. Thank yep. you so much. And guys, uh, looking forward to meeting Asher. you guys in person. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. We'll <laughs> and, see you Saturday. And guys, yeah, great. And guys, we want to thank uh, our other uh, sponsor, the Crooked Can Brewing Company. Crooked Can Brewing. In Absolutely. beautiful Winter Garden, Florida. They are right off of West Plant Street. And if our listeners want to take a tour of the brewery, you can reach them at 407 395 9520. All right, Joey. Take us out here, man, with You Got Beef with Joey. Take it away, man. Uh, you, you always want me to end it on a high note, but the truth is, here's the thing that's really frustrating me. So Orlandoans, Floridians, people in general, here's the deal. The COVID isn't over. The people are sick of being home. So for those of you that go 35 miles an hour on I-4, we don't do that anymore. Nope. Surprise. Surprise, surprise. Um, the speed limit is 70 miles an hour. So we're actually doing 70 miles an hour. So if you're not gonna drive the speed limit, what you're gonna wanna do is take 192, where you can go 15 miles an hour and make the tourists angry. <laughs> You'll know they're tourists because they all have New York license plates, all of them. Even the ones from Connecticut, they just say New York. <laughs> Maybe you don't have to pay taxes. I don't know and I don't care. The point is, if you're on I-4, and heaven forbid, if you're on a pay road, like a 408, a 417, or a 528, a turnpike, I pay good money, so I don't have to get behind you and your kid watching Frozen 2 on DVD in your minivan. So if you're gonna drive on my interstates, you're gonna do the damn speed limit, or we're gonna fight. You don't want that. Because uh-uh. if you're fighting, you got beef with Joey, and I got beef with you. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, when I was on I-4 the, uh, the other day, I saw somebody going at least 120 on I-4. You don't need to, you don't need to break the speed limit. No! You definitely need to come close to the speed, speed limit. limit. Yes. Uh, guys, uh, once again, we want to thank our guest, the 5M Professor, uh, Ginger's Baking Company, uh, also known as Mandy Wilcox. Uh, so once again, on behalf, tune in next week to listen to our newest program. We will have more guests on our show and other things that you, you don't want to miss out on. So once again, on behalf of myself, my name is Remy and always with me is my partner in crime, the Drummond Zant. Uh, what do the kids say? It's been lit, fam. And guys, we'd like to thank our baking guru, Mandy. Thanks for having me again, guys. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, we will definitely party again. We will definitely party with you. Uh, Guys, thank you so much for listening and catching up with us on the Goof Duck Podcast right here on Spotify. Have a great night.